Suddenly, the door to the loo bursts open. There stands a very angry-looking halfling with a crossbow. He shoots. Nat 20. You take 42 points of damage. Make a save. The bolt is poisoned. Really? On the damn toilet? What the fuck? (laughs) That's a shitty way to go. (laughs) It's five player-pleasing ways to handle character death this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. He just flushed your chances of being heroic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you get a chance to wipe. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, death. Yeah. On the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot where I got the inspiration for that. Is that a hint that I'm incontinent? I was Game of Thrones. (laughs) I just watched it. That's right. Yeah, Lou, you only just started watching it. Yeah, uh, character death, right? It happens. It, it, it sure does, <laughs> and I think it, I think it should. Um, the risk of death is really a necessity in building drama and a sense of danger, but but don't cheapen it by missing an opportunity to make the loss of a character great, epic, and cinematic. You'd be surprised at how character death can actually be player pleasing. We know that. We just did it. We just did that. That was pretty damn good too. You brought, I think, tears to an eye. Oh, I was I was crushed. And but were you pleased with the way you went out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You and and it may sound strange because people get so attached to their characters, but and and we all do. I know I do. I have to admit, I got a touch emotional. But then I looked across at Ben. Yep. And he was pale. And there was actually a tear in the corner of his eye. Rody Sin as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. I actually that. had to fight him back, and it wasn't even me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was an epic death. It was. It was a heroic death. It was an awesome heroic death. Yes. We've had a lot of those. Um, I've. Bill's kind of like the um, Sean Bean of my table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he dies a lot. <laughs> it's not like I target him, but it's just one of those things. Death should, it's hard to die in 5e, right? It's really, it really is. hard. And I hate it. I don't. I not don't, the death part. Yeah. Not the, they're really, really hard to die part. Yeah. I, I hate death saves. I hate all that stuff. It's like, listen, if you're past zero, you're dead. Period. End of story. Kaput. I don't even like resurrection spells. I think they're they're too too easy to get your hands on. And that cheapens death. Well, I as a homebrew, um, if resurrection when they get high enough level where resurrection becomes an you know, a possibility, 
I think I would uh, administer neg- uh, penalties on stats. Yeah. You don't come back the way you just left. No, you just died. Yeah, you just died. There's going to be a cost to you pay. You got to give something to get something. Yep. yep. And you got your life back. But guess what? Yeah, like two, three of your stats are going to be slightly altered. But that's yeah. me. That's me because I'm evil. But it's it's a valid point, right? Because death should be a thing, right? And death yeah. death is not like a thing at my table like it is in comic books where you know the superhero dies and then you know in a few more issues later he's going to be he's going to be coming back or she's going to be coming back. No, you're dead. That kaput, that's it. Yeah, bake him in a little radioactivity and stick a, a meteor that fell out of the sky out of there and maybe a magic item in there, stir it all together. Twada, you're all set. Yeah. I want I want characters to stay dead. It, it well, it has meaning that way. It it does. It should have meaning. But like I said, give him a heroic death. Make it make it count. Yes. When we killed off Mollif, it was an exchange of one one basically one soul for another. He was just a player character. He was a very high level player character. He was very magical. He was a cleric. Um, but he needed to release someone that could unify parts of a of, of an entire country to have a unified force to go up against the evil. And for that small little price, that he was willing to pay that. And he did. And he had his, he, he had his heroic death. Um, long way that we just had. He stood alone against literally an army and mowed a path through them, but eventually fell. But his death was, he knew he was going to die. He told everyone, I'm going to die. But I'm going to bide time enough for the ceremony that's necessary to be done They'll be concentrating on me and not the ceremony. I'm going to make sure they concentrate on me. And they did. And that, that bought the time they needed to complete the ceremony to save the world. If I had to add one thing about all this, though, it's all timing as well. There's yes. a lot of timing involved. Yeah. And that, that, become, that comes with the experience of the Game Master. Yes. To be able to, to, to gauge the ebb and flow of the combat. Because, let's say, you're dying. There's combat. Yep. Um, or some tremendous puzzle that they have to solve that is building the tension and the drama. So, yeah, it, it's all in the timing of, of how how things are going to go, what's going on all about that one particular scenario or that one particular scene for that one character. They might all end up dying, but they all get their moments. Yeah, and all of them going down in a blaze of glory, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Well, he killed off Madre, too. Yeah. You know, he came from the same lens I did, and again, he had his his heroic stand against the big bad and, and had his epic death. And that was cool. And he's like, uh, I'm dead? Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he looked around and said, that was freaking cool. You know? So, and he had he had his, the next point. Let the PC have their last words. That's, that's right. Even if they're dead, let it be known that, okay, they, because the other character, the, the minute you start speaking for your character, people are rushing over, right? Other other characters, yeah. you know, the players at the table are like, ooh, I got a shot at throwing off a healing spell or pouring, you know, some potion down their throat. Um, no, no, they're, you're, <laughs> no, they're dead, but let them have their last words. Let them have that. That moment, right? You gave them a heroic death. Now let them soliloquy a bit. Uh, not a full-blown monologue. No, Yeah, they're no, not going to no. go into this dissertation. I mean, you're dying. You're dying. You know, just a, a, a gesture and a few words 
something that has meaning yeah. and and then and that's it and i was fortunate i had i was able to to do just that and it, it's uh it builds the drama it charges the other players at the table you know it levels that emotion up at the table you know losing a losing a companion Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if, I mean, it's really impactful at, at the end of the campaign. I love killing characters at the end of the campaign. I know it sounds mean, but it's like in the last big battle, if people drop, I'm very satisfied Yep, because that's, that's heroism. I want, I want them to have their, their Boromir moment, you know, where they're, they're just getting beat on, but they, you know, they keep getting up. Yeah. And you know, they're going to die. You know, there's just no way they can survive this. But how long can they last? What are they going to do? You know, is it or is it just an all-out pummeling? Either way, but make it dramatic. Build it, game masters. Build it up. Yeah, and players embrace it. Yeah, like this is this is your moment in the spotlight as well. When when your player drops, especially at the end of a long campaign, if 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 they they run into this mass of bodies and they just start battling it out like a big old badass and, and they end up falling. That's, that's their moment in the spotlight too. Yeah. You know, this is your opportunity as a player to, to really make your death epic, really make it epic, embrace it and go with it. Yeah. It, it sucks, but it's, it's badass. And if you're an experienced player, you can kind of tell, all right, things are going south. I'm surrounded by six foes. I have four hit points left. The next hit's taking me down, and that's just one. And there's six of them here. I'm probably going to get hit multiple times. They're at advantage. You know, things are stacked against them. That's when the game master, part of letting them have their, their last words, let them go into a monologue at that point. They're not quite dead yet. Yeah. So if they have something to say, let them say it. Let them get yeah. into the you know, the challenge. I will not fall. Whatever you do, let them have that that paragraph or two, uh, and give them the soapbox and let them tear at it. I I, I think um this is where the DM before that happens needs to paint the picture, so yeah. that and that player can do his monologue because if he just drops and doesn't really know it yeah there's nothing happening the like scott did when he did it he painted the picture Mm -hmm. and then you and ben just fed off of it yeah now that's what happens at the end of a what happens if it happens in the middle unexpectedly because we've talked about tpks we've talked about character deaths sometimes it just happens yeah there's that oh shit moment where um, I mean, it doesn't happen to me very often, but when the DM's <laughs> roles are really good and that character just, just takes a, a beating and, and dies, um, I still give them their last words. Well, yeah, you would. And, and give them as heroic a death as possible. I have worked at, I've worked at, I've played, <laughs> I've played at tables where GMs would, you know, have their, the, the goblin or oak orc foes teabag the fallen opponent and whatever you know it's like come on dude uh that that cheapens the that cheapens the experience don't don't be a dick dm when you know one of your characters falls but yeah in the middle of the campaign if if they if they fall still try to give them as as heroic a death as possible 
Definitely let them have their last words. Take into consideration point one and two. Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. You're a new DM who wants to jump behind the screen. Maybe you've been volunteered by your gaming group, but aren't quite ready. You've been watching people play games online or on podcasts, and you're thinking to yourself, where do they come up with all that descriptive narrative? There's no way I can do that. Well, don't worry. We've got a solution for you. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there. And there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy, and pasteable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Confidently read these narratives aloud in your campaign and impress noob and veteran gamer alike. And the best thing about it is, the library of narratives is constantly growing, and it's affordable. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash dmd. That's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Point three to this, this thing. Allow a last will and testament so the player can distribute the PC's wealth as they see fit. Because you know there's going to be a couple players... That are going to run up and go, my character's going to loot the body. I don't care if he's my best friend or not. Yep, that I'm burns a, me. I'm a, I, I'm a I rogue. hate that, that crap. That's that what me. I would do. I'm a rogue. He was your best friend. Yeah, but I'm a rogue. Yeah. He was your best friend. You've you've traveled with these individuals. You know, it's even if it hasn't happened at the table in play, it's safe to assume that your, your character would have had these talks over the campfire, you know, yeah, around I, dinner, in the bar, in my, even if it's joking and they're half drunk, you know, yeah. hey, what would happen if you die? Who, Hey, who's going to get your battle ax? Well, I'm going to give it to a little fairy. <laughs> yeah. Why? Cause he can never pick it up. Yeah. But that's kind of useless. No, really dude. Who's going to get your battle ax? Yeah. What, what do you want us to do with your stuff? Yeah. Do, do we, do you bury it with it? Do we send it home? Is it going to be donated to someone or something that could use it to further the cause? Where's your, where's your shit going to go, dude? Or are you going to let, yeah. you know, Taiwan over here um, basically loot your body when you drop? You can tell he's going to do it. Look at him. He's drooling now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's when you can kind of like do a little bit of a retcon and had that conversation, you know, around the fire. It just so happens a month ago, you guys were sitting around the fire and the conversation came up. What's going to happen if, if one of us get killed? What's going to happen with our stuff? You can do a little retcon conversation around the campfire one night about this. And they, remember when around the fire you said... I would make it as the DM telling a, a memory. Yeah. Instead yep. of a retcon, yeah. I would just have, you know, like a little flashback. Right. Um, and just let the DM and the player that's fallen work it out. Yep. Yeah, and enforce that as a DM because not doing that, there's always somebody at the table that... Is going to I'm you know I'm going for the coin purse you know I'm just going to take his he doesn't need her right she doesn't need yep. it I'm just going to take it um, enforce it it'll prevent hard feelings at the table from player to player yeah you looted my body yeah you bastard <laughs> it, and it's going to happen or they're there with their best friend yeah well I'm going to give that. everything to this guy um, okay he can't use the armor he can't use the weapon oh he can sell it for money and he has all your money. That's the MMO mentality sometimes. It is. It yep. is. And something we have to contend with. 
unfortunately. But yeah, let you know have the the let the PC distribute it, and it, if it seems unbalanced, the game master needs to step in and go, nah. You know, if you recall correctly, around the campfire, you said, I never said that. Oh, yeah, you did. You were drunk. You don't remember. And that, that way it kind of redistributes it, at least help the the party a little bit better, as opposed to one person, well, I'm going to sell it all. I'm going to have a lot of coin and screw the rest of you. Yeah, and that's a problem, fortunately, we don't we don't experience. Well, we don't know. It's a, we've said a gazillion times that we're spoiled by our group. Yeah, and, and we are. I think that's because we're... Instead of power players, we all do like the little bit of power creep. Don't get me wrong, but I think most of our table is a thematic player. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all about the story with pretty much everybody. And the people that come in and go, "Wow, you guys really tell an awesome story," and they kind of jump right on board because they see an awesome story, and it helps. Yeah, and we just want to have a good time. Yeah, and um, I really that's what the game is about, right? Having a good time with with your friends. Absolutely. So we've we've had a heroic death. He's had his last words. His last will and testament has been observed, and his things have been distributed. Now we have the body. What are we going to do with the body? Have hey, a memorial service. Oh, I thought we were going to leave it in the, the horse trough and let the town clean it up. I thought we were going to leave it for Baton. Yeah, they'll draw the monster in. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you just mention it in, in your narration of kind of like your wrap-up after the session. But if if the... The players are really invested, which, you know, hopefully they are, and that'd be awesome if they were, and they want to say a few words in the memorial, then, yeah, by all means, play yeah. it out. Yeah, you know, that's... Give, give another opportunity to role play. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's something that the the player will get a great deal of satisfaction from is is hearing his companions and the other players at the table kind of pay homage to the character. Yeah, didn't we have something like that with um our first seven-year or... I think pretty much every almost everybody died, and uh, Rhodey Sin's character was walking yes. outside, and one of the you guys came yep. and said, "Hey, you know, it was their their version of heaven, if you want to call it." Yeah. That. Yes. And um, boy, he he was happy. Yeah. He, even though he was dead, the the characters met him at the the tavern, and yep. they brought him in, and they did you know a couple minutes of role playing. Hey, how you doing? Glad to see you. you finally made it. Well, he was ostracized yes. at the very ending because he was he was drawn to the, the to the evil side. side, the dark side, um, and never had a chance for vindication. So when we got to our version of the Elysian Fields, uh, he was a dark shadow, you know, almost chained in the corner. Yeah, and he was, you know, that's when uh, Kaisi Rumblebelly uh, met Mulleth. Mulleth goes, no, he's done his penance. Yep, and that gave Kaisi the chance to openly forgive him. And he became, he was no longer a dark shadow. He was himself once again. Right. And was able to draw, you know, his player into the rest. And we had a little conversation and everyone patted him, you know, pat on the back, you know, glad you, glad you could make it. You know, it's awesome. It's about time you got here, that kind of stuff. And it, it gave that, that closure. It, it did. It just so for a little bit of uh, backdrop for people, this was a seven year, our time, campaign game not how many years actually passed in, in the yeah, world itself yeah. so there was expectations that people were going to die just of old age or even during the battles yes yeah. and many did yeah many did yeah so there was there's uh sacrifices and people being killed people who passed just because of age so yeah there was, we, we covered the gambit of of different styles of 
of expiration <laughs> yeah. as we went and but everyone ended up together. Yeah, and there was a the little way bit we of, started. There was a little bit of role play in there. So everybody yes. had their moment once again. Right. And that was our memorial. Yes. Yeah, it was a way for everybody to kind of like say goodbye, pay homage to the the characters that they played for such a long time. Yeah, seven years yeah. of gameplay is a long time to be yeah. to investing in, and and it and it wasn't just the week longs too, because there was a number of we had the of, of you the, know meetings at the yeah. you know meetings at the house where we'd have our, our business meeting for the club, and then we'd go into playing, and we played those characters to further the story, and then and side plots, side and, plot we yep. did those through um our private uh, Facebook page. Yeah, we we, we were that. constantly had things going on that almost on a daily basis where. Players were your characters were interacting back and forth. Yeah, that was and, our mundane thing. Yes, our, that yeah, we didn't do during the game. Right, that, that's the exactly what. That yes. was the housekeeping. The housekeeping yeah. was done on Facebook and our closed our closed uh, account, and it, it was it was fun. It was because a lot of people jumped in when they had a chance. Yeah. Yep. So we we will wrap this up with give the the fallen PC a place of honor, like a binder uh, a binder the book of the dead. Um, and have it at the table or, or wherever the game is played so people can refer back to it and go, remember your character? Yeah, well, what did you do? Like, hey, here it is right here. And be, you'll have a chronicle of the fallen. And it's yeah. just play, a copy of the player characters all in a binder. And maybe a little write-up at the end, how they expired, what happened, things like that. A couple bullet points to you know jog everyone's memory. Or if someone really wants to go in there and put two, three, four pages in there, a copy of the epilogue, from, from the, the scenario, the, the will, yeah, yep. you know, all this stuff can go in with that character to, I, to refer to later on. I keep a copy of everybody's death records myself. I have a copy of, of everyone's character. Yeah. Cause nine times out of 10, I'm the one building them because we do a lot of Gen Cons. But I have, I, I do have a copy of all my yeah. characters. Pre-gens. That, that Pre-gens. I, I know I got it right. Eventually we're getting that either are alive or had passed in the game. I still yeah. have copies of them along with whoever else has copies just mm-hmm. for that purpose. So I could go back and somebody's talking about it. So oh, well, let me look them up. Do you still have your characters? I have characters from 30 years ago still. Yeah. Well, I won't say how long. You've seen the stack of character <laughs> yes. sheets. It's what, about a foot and a half high character yep. sheets? So, yeah, just give them a place of honor. At, you know, not necessarily in the game, but outside for the players to reference. Yeah. That's, um, it's kind of like they're never really gone. They can go back and flip through and be like, oh, man, I remember that. Do you remember this you know this game where we did this and that yeah, what was what was so and so's character cuz i will lump them together by campaign as well but even i going back to what bill said you know you know not in the game but even in the game like we did a statue for sin's character yes we did so when he came back to our new campaign he was like oh my god he, yeah. he caught the easter egg yeah there was a there was a bunch yeah, of easter eggs a, where a ton of them near near was was immortalized because linear near after he found out at the end, the next scenario, he found out that he spent the rest of his life paying retribution for the for the damage he's done, yep. and became this hero, massive hero across this huge swath of the world that, as a player, never went to. And, and then even then, you don't. It's not even a statue, but like we had, uh, I think it was Scott or you. I can't remember who, but the, one of the opening scenes was we were in a tavern and the bards were regaling, you know, Solinar. Yes. Yep. Yeah, um, you know, it, it was it was an epic poem about him, and it, you know they had all the things, and it you know had it kind of look like him. It was 
it brought everybody into the game, and it's like, oh my god, this is Easter eggs. Yeah, Tom got a a, a pretty big smile yeah. out of that when he because I set him up to be the the hero at the end because he was on my table. Yeah, and uh, I set him up to be the hero and just set pass him a couple notes going, you're going toe to toe with the big bad. You know, you you were the one that is going to go with the big bad, and this is how it's going to go down. By the way, you're you're falling in a blaze of glory, but so is she. So he's like. I can do that. Yeah, so it's just not statues you could do. You could do songs, you know, when if the players could we play in a homebrew world, so when we come back to revisit it on the next campaign, there's always Easter eggs for everyone. I mean it I remember builds continuity. It, it does. And I remember I was playing Gravin, who was I created him as the descendant of Mullif, and then I caught a bunch of Easter eggs. I caught Mullif Jr. Jr. and some other people. <laughs> it was act it, it brings a lot it ties in everything. Yeah. Yeah, and they would, between the two scenarios, what, a 250-year span? 200, yeah. 250. Yeah, it was a good chunk of time, and most of the lifetimes of even the longest-lived But character, that, that you know, was probably the, some of the best ways to honor the falling players. Yes. Because they get to see it live on. And there was an Easter egg at the beginning of the campaign we did, what we just finished with the messenger. I didn't catch that one. Damn it. I don't like you no more. <laughs> I'll explain. I'll explain off, off the mic. air. Yeah. But it was it brought in another player character, another player's character. Yeah, it, it's a great way to honor yes all the fallen and the players too. Oh, the players yeah. suck it yeah. up, going. Wait a minute, that was you know my character or it related to my character, however it was, and that's awesome. It is. It's a, and when they recognize it, that you can see that smile. I don't think you can ask for any better way to be memorialized. It builds continuity it in your world it, it as does. well. It, especially the homebrew worlds. Yes. But even if it's not a homebrew world, you, you can be playing in Forgotten Realms or Dragonlance. And just to see 100-something years later, the descendants or the lineage or the furthering of what you your a previous player character has done um, and the fruits of that labor or the, the problems. Once, it, once you crack open that book, that that campaign setting, that published campaign setting, or that that retail adventure. Once you crack it open at the table, it becomes your world. Whether mm-hmm. or not somebody else designed it, but it becomes your world to modify as you see fit at your table. And so do it. You know, home homebrew a little little of the stuff. There's nothing wrong with making making your your fallen PCs or even your your PCs that survived, making them the the subject of a bard's poem or or song or name a constellation after them. You're going through this this square and there's you know, it's, oh you go by a, a fountain. Well, it's no longer a fountain; it's now a statue uh, depicting the last battle. You know, in relief around the entire statue with the statue of of two or three of the player characters that were predominant or the whole group or whatever, or just a column with the relief of the story of the last great battle that happened, you know, X amount of years ago and just replace it and, you know, pay the homage to the, you know, to the players that have come forth and the characters that have been before. It's very gratifying as a GM to see that, that realization on a player's face that, Oh, I'm an Easter egg. Yeah. You know, that's, it could be very gratifying and, and it makes the players happy. And that's five player pleasing ways to handle character's death. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. 
please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at thedungeonmastersdojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day.